You're listening to the Games Review Doppers Microcast. I'm James Batchelor, and joining me today is... It's Chris Dring, of course. It's, Who else? It's, it's Chris Dring. We're back. We're back. 2024, and we're back. I was um, back last week, James. Where were you? I, I, I was also back last week. Oh, I just were you? Didn't talk, we... I, did, I just didn't talk to you as much. Oh, I see. No, that's a problem. You, you were busy doing Chris Dring things, and I was busy doing my things, so it's all good. Oh, okay. Okay, we should um, probably talk more. We should probably talk more. We should run a website or something. <laughs> We probably should. That That's not a bad idea. Um, this is the microcast. This is uh, on the off chance that this is your first microcast. This is a uh, short digest of the biggest stories that are happening in the video games industry. Um, we're aiming to bring these out every Monday, aiming to keep them relatively short. I won't put a time limit on how short we think we can get it because we always go over, um, but definitely shorter than most other podcasts, including our own one. Um little recap of some of the biggest stories from the last week so yeah as chris said we we were both back last week we started working last week um but we're aware that a lot of the industry kind of slowly eases themselves into work over january um so some of the stories you may have missed um there have been further layoffs at Boss Studios, uh, Doom 3 VR edition developer Archiact uh, versus Evil shut down just before Christmas. We kind of we covered it on the site, but it was kind of too late to put it in any kind of podcast or anything. Um, there's been news around loot boxes. So first of all, the study found that most social media ads for games that involve loot boxes do not disclose the present the presence of loot boxes, despite the fact they are required to. Um, and Nexon was fined $8.9 million for misleading MapleStory players over the probability and inclusion of a particular key item in that game. Um, there was a story on Friday just uh, just gone a former Activision executive has accused the publisher of discriminating against, and I quote, old white guys. Xbox has been accused of using uh, AI to generate a promotional image for ID Xbox. That ID, that image has been removed, although as far as I'm aware, Microsoft haven't confessed and said, yes, this was generated by AI. Um, there's more AI stuff going. I might bring that up a bit later, but it's kind of not quite within our remit as games and job is. And uh, if you haven't already, please do read the uh, analyst predictions roundup that Brendan does every year. This is, we've got a panel of um, analysts and not only do they predict what's coming out for the year ahead, they also work out how right or wrong they were this time last year um chris first of all i kind of want to talk on um layoffs because unfortunately that was the running story of 2023 i think we all knew it wasn't going to end at christmas um it barely ended in time for christmas we had um you know versus evil was shut down or at least the announcement of versus evil shutting down was on the 22nd of december the last working day before christmas um boss of studios they laid off uh around 19 people before the end of the year um it's unclear as to when the actual timing was but certainly before the end of the year um Archiact, i think has laid people off this week so i think we knew that layoffs are going to be an, an ongoing thing in 2024 but it's kind of a a sharp reminder, a sharp wake up call of yep, welcome back to work. There are people being laid off again. Um, thought, thoughts on this ongoing topic? Yeah, I mean, it's it's there's a lot of um, and there's a lot of anger and frustration, um, understandably about it. Uh, I, I, I can't see it slowing down substantially until the end of the financial year because it's like a 2024 2023 thing and it stops in 2024 you know the way businesses work it, it doesn't stop until it, things might change come much but even then um 
we like to see repercussions. And we've talked about this, like, interestingly, Boss's um, reasonings for why they're why they're going through pain is actually the top line reasons, right? It's the, um, the you know, money's harder to get hold of. Everything costs more. Um, and it's harder to be successful at the minute because the game, you know, we live in any any industry that's an engagement based industry. Any industry that's about keeping people playing your games or listening to your music or, or doing whatever is having a tough time at the minute. And um, particularly that is partly driven by the post pandemic lull. And um, and these businesses are having to react. And the key word is focus. And all these we talked about this last year, James, that the businesses are going to focus. They're going to focus on what they do. Um, they're going to uh, that might be, you know, we saw it at Creative Assembly. Right? They, 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 they're going to focus in on, on their Total War IP and their sort of their, that sort of game, those sort of games that they make. And you're going to see that across every company right? and even companies that aren't doing layoffs. They're going to focus in. So if you and that may mean that businesses that aren't doing doing it for them and is distracting them from their core focus is going to get cut. Even businesses that are doing okay, they might get sold off. You, you know, we're being sold off, Repops, you know, selling off um, Gamer Network business because they want to focus on digital. So the idea is let's put the Gamer Network business with a business that can focus on, that wants to focus on digital, right? It's about those sort of things. That means I do believe they're still going to, we are going to get some acquisitions this year. That's That was in the analyst predictions. And we are going to see some growth. You know, business will be laying some people off and hiring some people in other areas. We will get to that point, probably not before April, but we'll get to that point. But it is obviously a really difficult time. And a lot of these businesses that are laying people off, you know, they've got other problems. It isn't just the boss listed the top line issues, but every single one of them will have something else that's going on at that company which isn't working out. And it might be in the case of Creative Assembly. I'm sorry for picking on Creative Assembly just because I was talking about them just before this call. Um, hyenas didn't work out for them. Um, and it's, you know, every company that's going through is is got it on top of these um, difficult trends that are happening. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be. I, I feel I feel like the tough times feel even worse because we went through this ex- period of just excess, right? Where mm. there's just so much money, and it's a weird thing. Like a lot of people getting angry about it, but I I don't know what I. You know, if you're a business and you've been offered a lot of money to be able to expand and do something new, um, uh, do, do you turn that down? You know, it's like would you don't would you in hindsight would you have still turned it down? And there's this um. Uh, I was speaking to a couple of people in the industry yesterday, actually, and they were talking about how a lot of these companies hubris and and how they they too busy expanding and they should focus in on what they do. But if we if you criticise companies for trying to expand and you know saying companies shouldn't expand, they should focus on doing what they do best, we wouldn't have Nintendo, we wouldn't have PlayStation, we wouldn't have Xbox, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have you know FIFA, right? These games are coming from companies that were going okay, we're going to expand and try something different. And a lot of the time that doesn't work out, but sometimes it does. And when it does, it can be spectacular. So there is this. Um, I, I'm loath to criticise what what what's caused this. Industry feels in a it feels a really odd place for the games industry, and there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, and I, I my own opinion flits between this being an utter crisis, and it being sort of. I don't I don't think it's overblown, but I do think it might, you know, it, it's it's if you look, if you look at we, we, tomorrow, we'll reveal the sales figures for the UK games industry. They're up. More people spent people spent more money on video games in 2023 than 2022. Ask an F gamer on the street. Do they see an industry in crisis? And they probably would tell you no. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, they see it. They're, they're busy playing Fortnite. They're playing Lego games in Fortnite and having this whale of a time and doing all these cool things. And they've got too many games of anything. They see an industry that's vibrant and full of life. And that's kind of the truth of it. It's just that we sort of got to go through a couple of years of um, um, sort of pain and transition as we work our, as we sort of find our feet again. 
I think that's a long answer. Sorry, James. No, no, I, I love your long answers. I know. I agree. I agree. I, I'm quietly optimistic that 2023 was perhaps the worst of it. I mean, the estimates out there, there are various estimates out there, but the, the common one I see is that around the over 10,000 people were laid off um, across the industry in 2023. I'm cautiously optimistic it won't be anywhere near that high this year. Um I think you're right. Yeah, like, you know, layoffs is, is is something we're still going to see as as people kind of focus and deal with all these different factors that are making it very hard to run a business in an engagement led industry right now. But I think I think, again, kind of building on your focus point, I think another common word we're going to see a lot is restructuring. Like we, we've seen you know, a lot of the layoffs have been attributed to restructuring. And I think we're still going to see this. I think we're still going to see businesses really kind of looking internally looking at how they're operating and trimming down like kind of what you were saying like again not not picking on yeah, creative assembly but like but it's it, it's an indication of like um sega europe sega europe is restructuring they are reconsidering how they're doing things the one of the stories that came up last week was um Jürgen post is coming back into um oh, yeah. uh sega we can, you, as... we can do the post based headlines again we can despite that's not how you pronounce his surname yeah, I know. Um, it doesn't doesn't stop us doing it in text post re-delivered to sega that's the headline <laughs> we should have run carry on that's the headline you wanted me to re-deliver <laughs> re-deliver to run but uh no 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 we're professional um as you can tell by this very very chaotic <laughs> microcast um no but the fact that you're jürgen post has come back like yeah they're bringing back in uh, kind of experienced talent who led them through a period of growth to kind of um get things in order as part of that or kind of a, a related to that we've seen two people as gary dale and tim heaton they've stepped down they've left the company like a lot of companies are making changes to their leadership to their their structure oh, to their infrastructure that's the thing that I don't even I don't know if it's a trend or just coincidence, but you know, there's no John Riccatello this year. Like, there's no Bobby Kotick this year. Mm. Jim Ryan's leaving, right? You, you suddenly all of these people that have been leading this industry for so long, for better or worse, if, depending on your viewpoint, they're not they're not around. They're gone. We're going to have new leadership, or in the case of Sega, old leadership that's come back. But the um, <laughs> but it's uh, it, it, there is there are a couple of sort of established names that we're used to seeing banded around this industry although bobby's gone but he still ends up in the headlines uh with uh, discriminatory comments against old white guys i see um, um yes and oh it's a, i find quite interesting that one because when the layoffs started happening we got uh, we got people got in touch with us trying to analyze how many people who had been laid off were women and uh, people of color and stuff like that um, but interestingly i've also had a load of people feedback um Oh, but my boss once said there were too many white men in this company, too many old guys in front of me. And of course, when you've been laid off, you end up looking to see whether or not you've been fairly laid off and whether or not there's been comments made against you or, or that kind of stuff. And discriminate. And you know, and this is the reason why I've always the word when people ever use the word old white guys in a in a conversation around uh, uh just generally the games industry, I've always been a bit like I the, the meaning behind it, right, is there's too many, there's not enough women and there's not enough people of color there's not enough diversity in the industry which is completely spot on and right but when you use and you put it against that there's too many of another group it creates an element of it may it puts people some people's not mine but some people's backs up and it mm. creates that um, and i know when i do the best places to work awards one of the common complaints i get we get a question and we have a question in best place to work awards where people get to say if they feel discriminated against or and they can leave comments if they want to and in that section, we get a lot and it's almost all white people complaining about how they feel discriminated against, which is ridiculous. Right. Obviously, I know I think it's ridiculous, but it's how they feel. And and I think some of that is driven by the language that we use around this diversity push, which is causing lawsuits like this. And, and, I, and I do I am wary of doing it myself. Like I'm trying very much not to um, uh, fall into the trap of say, of uh, um 
divisive language even though you know even though the meaning behind it is obviously um you know correct um sorry james i, I diverted onto a news story that we that no, happened last week but. no but that's an interesting one it, it is an interesting one like it, it's as you said like you know the industry's um imbalances in its workforce both in terms of you know of gender of race uh, you know all, of background like all these things like you know it has been a big topic of conversation over the last few years is absolutely an, an issue that needs addressing um weirdly i think in this story we have another issue that's somewhat buried i'm not necessarily saying that it's, it's relevant in this case but it does bring up the topic of age discrimination there is also this is not just in the games industry there is age discrimination that is a thing um yeah, brief tangent. My wife's a former teacher. Um, the amount of older teachers that were not muscled out as such, but like kind of were compelled to leave, leaving behind a ton of like younger teachers. And yes, younger teachers, you know, new perspectives, etc., more, more understanding. But then you're losing all that experience. You're losing um, all that prior knowledge. I I think I think there's a comp- I think there's an element of, you know. In a, in a product-based industry where the majority of your audience base is young, you want to have that. You want to have a young group of people who can speak to that audience, and I think that is that is I can understand that from a um, from a business yeah. perspective. But actually, I think one of the industry's big issues, or not big issues, one of the smaller issues, and one opportunities for the games industry is actually the older generations. There's people now who are brought up with gaming. I mean, I'm I'm not too far from forty. I was brought up on Snares and then sixty four. You know, there's people in their fifties now who were brought up with gaming. And I have to worry. I have to wonder sometimes if they, if we're aging these people out a little bit, you know, if we're going, if we, if you know, that actually we're not. There's more opportunity there. There's money to be made from that audience of people. Um, particularly now as they're older, they've got more time. When engagement-based industry, the people that have the most time are kids and old people. And yet yeah. we still do. And and yes, people have the most money are those in the 30s and the 40s sort of range. But they're the people with the most time. And um, so I actually think. The idea of, um, yes, I think, you know, you obviously need young people to come up with new ideas and bring new things to speak to different markets. But actually, you know, there, there's there's a space, these older guys. I always love doing stuff, interviews with retro games companies. I call them retro games companies, but people who do remasters and remakes and mm. make things like analog pockets and, um, uh, the, you know, the night dive folks who, you know, I look at them, most people in that in who work for those, well, not most people, a chunk of the people who work for those are people who are, slightly older but they're speak and they do a really good job of speaking to an audience and they've clearly built a successful business out of it and i think there's opportunity there for the industry mm. i'm from i don't know um <laughs> so let's move so what we're we talking about layoffs. Um, um we were talking about layoffs. I, I i think we're at layoffs so like we kind of it's kind of wait and see like it, it's an element of like it, it i mean yeah we got four days in four days into the new year before a layoff story was on games to biz so you know it's it's going to it's going to happen more um we will obviously be discussing this at length both on kind of the microcast the regular podcast and on the site itself um i don't think there's anything more to say at this point so it was going to um just one last topic for today's microcast before we uh, wrap up was want to get your thoughts on um ai so a couple of stories that brought this to mind was, um, as mentioned, Idea Xbox used um, was accused of using AI to generate a, a promotional image. It was like the Idea Xbox logo surrounded by snow and people skiing. But it's things like you, you know you, you look and like one person's going through and the the 
the rope that should be attached to a sled is actually attached to nothing. Um, it's the you know the the weird face on the man playing uh, video games. Like mm, the, yeah. people people are starting to pick up. I think AI generative AI images have spread so far and wide in the last twelve months that people are getting very quick at picking up the signs of where they may have been used and picking you know. The obvious example being, you know, like if it's a, a real photo, like, you know, if someone's got six fingers, that sort of thing. But even in illustrative, illustrative images, people are starting to pick up on the signs. Um, the another story came, came up over the weekend. Um, Magic, sorry, Wizards of the Coast released a promotional image for Magic the Gathering. It was a picture of five Magic the Gathering cards against a kind of a steampunk bookshop sort of background. And again, people were picking up on, well, hang on, this, you know, the, the filaments in the light bulbs don't look right and this and the other. Now, Wizards of the Coast insisted at first that it was a human made image. They've later relented and say, yeah, actually, we made this with human and AI, by which people are, are perceiving this to mean the cards themselves, the actual Magic Gathering cards, those have been drawn by AI, but the background is drawn by humans, but the background is drawn by AI. Um, they've actually had one artist that's actually just quit that works with them regularly. It's just, I, I'm not going to work with Wizard of the Coast anymore if you're going to use AI, if you're going to be so blatant about it. I'm not. So I'm rambling like through the <laughs> through the latest news stories, but the point is, a lot of companies are using generative AI for promotional images, and there's a lot of resistance against it, both from artists who are understandably upset that they're being replaced. You know, the work that they could have done is being done by a machine and by fans, by users who expect more of the company, who expect the company to actually put the effort in to commission and use a human writer uh, so a human artist. Um, I'm intrigued by your thoughts on this, Chris. Well, I mean, Microsoft their big thing is AI, right? That's the business, yeah. their big thing is AI. And I think if you want to, you know, you can get angry with Microsoft using AI, but actually I think I suspect it's a it's a top-down uh, uh, mantra. Here's the thing with um, AI that people don't talk about a lot is that it, it's people think assume it's a lot of its cost-saving measures. I actually think most of it's time. I think it's the, you know, the ability, last minute someone said, let's do an indie promotion uh, uh, on commission an artist, oh, such and such is on holiday. Oh, that person, that person is not approved to put them through the, the, the onboarding system. Shall we just make an AI image, right? It, it, is, it becomes this thing. I think the backlash to it um, in the community suggests, I think, means that it's probably not going to be a, a common thing um, too much. But I, I also think, you know, we're talking about, you know, businesses in trouble. We're talking about costs spiraling upwards. We're talking about people looking to save cash. And I think, I think I think you've got two things happening. You've got the emergence of AI as a means to do things easier and cheaply, and you've got um, uh, businesses um, have costs going up and 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 potentially revenue going down. So you've got these two things that might mean that they will turn to AI. And um, uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's. But I I'll be honest with you. I looked at these two A. I thought I love the Magic the Gathering image, and I looked at the Xbox image, and I thought they looked rubbish. Right. And and I was just a bit like, well, you know, you know, just maybe, you know, um, not just without people zooming in and seeing things weren't connected. Yeah. They didn't look right, did they? They just didn't. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I don't I don't. Um, but then everyone at the same time, you say consumers are really angry about it. But how many people are putting their faces on Vikings on social media this week? Well, exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> We hate AI unless it unless I'm allowed to make myself look like a really attractive Viking. Um, 
So uh, it'll be, yeah, again, one of the trends of the year. That loot boxes, we haven't really spoken about that. That was another story throughout the week. I think loot box story, we sort of went quiet on it for a couple of years, but I think it's going to, I know it's all been busy in the background, but I think it's going to come to the fore quite a bit this year. Um, and um, yeah, oh, same, same old topics, uh, different year. Um, yeah, um, pretty much. And a new Nintendo console to wrap us up with. Yes, uh, we have a, uh, a very good piece from yourself about that tomorrow on the site so um yes that's, that's right no, nothing 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 but nothing goes better for me than writing about predicting what nintendo are going to do which means it'll be wrong and <laughs> um and telling nintendo what it will do and they don't care so um, <laughs> yeah so yeah we'll see i think we'll wrap up there then like i say we can try and keep these relatively micro um but mm-hmm. yeah as, as chris says like layoffs ai loot boxes like all the ongoing stories we are going to be covering in depth at gamestreet.biz um, you know you know what we're not going to be covering james go on then whether or not microsoft's going to buy activision blizzard no thank god that's over <laughs> thank god that is over um although now it will all be the i don't know I, I reckon give it a year or two for it to settle and then there'll be a ton of stuff about what impact microsoft owning activision blizzard has oh, had yeah. oh yeah oh no the, the the story moves on this has yeah. no, that story it's a different part of the story now and um, although i saw the story so the weekend there's reports of a major microsoft ip going multi-platform that's uh um it'll be interesting to see microsoft's sort of journey into um widening its base by through other machines outside of its own absolutely um, I am going to stop you there because you will get into more yeah. insight and uh, good good things and we don't have time for it. So sure. um, thank you so much for joining me, Chris. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Um, we are going to be back next Monday. Touch wood. We should be back next Monday. Uh, you can listen to all previous episodes of the Microcast and the podcast and various uh, other kind of spin-off shows we've done on the same podcast feed which you can find on the podcast platform of your choice and you get more news insight and analysis into the world behind video games at gamesindustry.biz 